Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous uh, Friday morning. And it's not just any Friday. It is Good Friday. So praise God for that. And that will be the topic of our discussion this morning will be Good Friday. How in the world could today be considered Good Friday in spite of uh, uh, what had transpired uh, two millennia ago? So uh, we'll discuss that. But uh, I hope everybody woke up uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. You're ready to hit the day running. And I know a lot of people, I know, are quarantined anyway, but uh, others who have uh, still the essentials who have still had to go out and work each and every day are uh, many are having to be able to have today off so praise god for that of course i talked to a gentleman yesterday i had a problem with my thermostat and he had to come out and uh, try to see the heat and air had to come out and fix it a really nice uh, young man enjoyed talking to him and uh, he said he don't don't normally get a uh, good friday off so i hate that poor guy and uh, he has to continue to work so there's still those out there who still gotta get up and still hit it running uh, despite uh, this uh, Christian holiday that we uh, we celebrate so uh, let's go ahead and dive into God's Word this morning we're gonna look at 1st Corinthians uh, chapter 11 verses 24 through 26 uh, these verses may um, be a little bit familiar to you uh, these are verses we read or uh, when we do our uh, communion uh, at church uh, once a month, and so uh, uh, we do the uh, bread and the cup. And of course, generally um, on uh, Good Friday, uh, we have what is known as the foot washing service. It's a reenactment of the upper room uh, where Jesus uh, had washed the disciples' feet. And you know, uh, when you think about that, you know, I think sometimes it's easy to kind of gloss over that. So well, that's, that's the example uh, in which uh, we reason why we do that and, and for those who, who don't have never participated in that it may seem a little uh, intimidating may seem a little uh, unusual but uh, you wouldn't believe the blessing uh, that you receive in doing that in fact uh, for many years for I went in the ministry I, I avoided it I have kind of a weird thing when it comes to feet and I don't like to be touched I don't like to touch them uh, and uh, but anyway uh, you just don't even think about it you just do it and go ahead but here's the thing that makes it very significant. Here we have uh, the Son of God. Uh, you know, here you know, God in the flesh. You know, he is very much human. He is very much God. Uh, and he's washing the disciples' feet. We don't need to uh, just gloss over that. Because you have to remember, that was the the lowliest, uh, most almost humiliating to a part of, the, of a servant can actually be. I mean, the lowest you talk about the low man of the totem pole. I mean, that is the lowest part you could be to wash somebody else's feet at this time and place in history. And so when you had that job, you know, you got to think they wore sandals, not even wore, I mean, they were barefoot. You, know, you can imagine what uh, their feet might, may have looked at. And for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, uh, to get on his knees and to wash their feet. See, now you understand why Peter, some of them were like, you know, no, please don't do this. And, uh, you know, let me wash uh, your feet or, or, you know, not just my feet, but my but my head, and my, you know, and, you know, Jesus come here to serve. Uh, and, uh, and so that's what we have to do. We have to come to be served. 
to to serve. I'll get that here in a second. Uh, he came to serve, not to be served. So that's what uh, he come here in the uh, Jesus Christ come in the lowliest way possible, being uh, uh, being birthed in a manger, and then uh, uh, but he always showed that spirit of humility, something that we all need to take from and learn from. So when you read that about that in the upper room, and we refer to that foot washing, I realize the extent. Uh, to what that exactly, what that meant, uh, and uh, and how humble Christ had to be in order to do something like that. So when you read that, uh, remember that. But anyway, generally on Good Friday, we uh, uh, we will have that foot, what was known as the, we call the, the foot washing service there, the uh, uh, Holy Communion. Uh, but unfortunately, due to the uh, uh, separation that we're having to deal with and isolation, the quarantine, we're unable to do that today as we normally do. So let's go ahead and look at um, uh, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 11, verses 24 through 26. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do ye, this do ye as often as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. And I apologize, I did not bring up the slide on my social media. Let me go ahead and bring that up real quick for those who are watching. You might not have had your Bibles handy. Uh, let me bring that up here. So you can read that. Uh, let me go ahead, let's go ahead and read that one more time uh, for those who uh, might just be tuning in or didn't have your Bibles ready. And we had given thanks. He break it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. All righty. And as uh, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Now, uh, when we see that here, uh, of course, uh, the individuals of the time thought that Christians were cannibals uh, because of these, these these verses here. They thought they were eating human flesh and drinking human blood. And one reason why a lot of Christians were persecuted at the time, uh, after particularly after Christ's uh, death, burial, and resurrection, uh, they thought they were cannibals. So they were uh, people. They were hated by a lot of people because they misunderstood. Uh, what was being said here, what was being represented, they were taking literal. And so uh, that's why they uh, uh, they were hated. And, uh, of course, they were hated, well, of course, they were going against, uh, they were worshiping false gods or promoting the gospel. And, you know, that could be another message for another time. But uh, one thing we have to look at here, uh, that nothing transpired that was, uh, that God had not ordained and set into place. Now, we can look at Good Friday in uh, in several ways. You know, obviously, you'd be like, "How could this could be considered Good Friday when this was the day uh, that was the worst day in human history, despite any falling Roman empires or viruses or uh, diseases or uh, or whatever it may may this world has has ever had to endure, go through floods and and uh, catastrophes of every kind." This day was the worst day uh, in human history altogether. But this is also the best day 
in the world too. And you know, I mean, I know that sounds you know uh, counterproductive. You know, how, you know, you're kind of sound like you're, you're you're contradicting yourself there, man. You know, how can you say this is the worst day yet the best day? Well, remember that Jesus Christ come. You know, yesterday I was talking a little bit about this about that substitutionary atonement uh, that Jesus Christ he uh, he took our place on the cross. He substituted himself for us uh, so that we could have eternal life. He didn't have to do that. Uh, you know, he knew what was going to happen. He left the glories of heaven uh, to come here uh, to uh, to put his life, uh, to give his life for ourselves. And so, um, in fact, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, Jesus even prayed, you know, this is not, you know, if this is not your will, then let this cut pass for me. He, he knew what was about to transpire, but he did it out of his love for us. So see, that's why, even though it was the worst day, it was the best day because he, Jesus Christ, come to die for the righteous and the unrighteous as well. And so, you know, they were always out to uh, to destroy. Uh, Jesus Christ. They were always out to, uh, to catch him in some wrong. They were always trying to twist his words around uh, the, the religious leaders of the day. Here they were looking for that, that, that lineage, uh, that, uh, that line of David, uh, that uh, messianic promise. Here Jesus was right there before them and they refused to see it. They refused to see who he was. Uh, you know, we have, uh, there, there are Jews today who do not believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. They're still looking. It's very sad. However, you still, you have Messianic Jews uh, who do believe uh, in the risen Savior, do believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. So, in fact, there's even a whole organization out there called uh, uh, Jews for Jesus, I believe it's called, and uh, who, who do believe in that and try to minister to other Jews uh, for them to have a better, clearer understanding that Jesus Christ was indeed and is the Messiah. And so uh, they were constantly trying to catch him in some kind of wrong. And, uh, you know, even Judas, uh, when he come, you know, even before he come, they were trying to, trying to catch him in something. But uh, Judas was just the, the mole, the, uh, uh, the um, you know, in any, uh, you look at, watch any spy movie, there's always that mole, that one that's in there listening. You know, just, uh, and we're, even in our own area, you know, there's people out there selling drugs, whatever, and you've always got an, somebody that's infiltrated that area uh, to bring them down. Well, Judas, uh, you know, he... Uh, he was given his 30 pieces of silver. He had infiltrated uh, Jesus' group, but Jesus knew. He knew who, Ju who Judas was. He knew exactly what he was going to do, but it was all preordained. It's exactly how God has set it up to, to be. And even Jesus, when Judas come to him, Jesus looked at him and said, what you must do, do it quickly. I mean, so it wasn't like no, it was no big surprise. Uh, to, you know, Jesus didn't see it coming. Uh, he knew it was going to come. He knew it was going to happen. And uh, even Pilate, you know, he played his role too. Uh, and he was just as bad and just as wicked as, as the rest of them. Yes, it says that, yes, I washed my hands of this evil. Uh, but he had the authority to release Jesus. He could have even uh, protected him uh, from the people, uh, but he refused. And, and as a uh, uh, some sort of gesture, he offered up uh, Barnabas. And, of course, the people uh, wanted them to release uh, Barnabas. And that's when uh, uh, Pilate uh, washed his hands and said, well, I, you know, this, I'm, I'm cleansed of this. No, he wasn't. He, he was just as guilty as the rest of them. He condemned an innocent man, a man who knew no wrong, who do not, had done no evil, who knew no sin. He was beaten for us. He was nailed to a cross for us. But it had to happen in order for us to have eternal life. Otherwise, each and every one of us would have been destined for hell. But, you know, what we saw, what transpired, we can look back at Genesis 
chapter 50, verse 20, in regards to Joseph. You know, his brothers uh, were going to kill him. And Benjamin said, no, no, let's, let's, uh, let's put him in this, this hole here and, and uh, in order to save his life. And, and when the caravan of, of uh, people come through, they sold him into slavery. But it all transpired. In fact, if it hadn't happened, Joseph wouldn't have been the position that he was in to save his family's lives, save the countless lives of many other people. And, and Joseph said there in Genesis 50, verse 20, he said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And so even though that's what we can, and, and while we can refer back to that in this very instance and moment in time uh, for Jesus Christ, that what these men meant for evil, God meant for good. And so, and, and you know, that's why we ourselves, we may not always understand certain situations that transpire in our own lives uh, and why it has to happen and unfold the way it does. And that's why we can refer back to Romans 8, 28, that uh, all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We can refer back to that because what men may mean for evil, we may not, you know, like look at Joseph. He may not have understood at that time, man, what's going on? My, my own brothers are wanting to kill me. They got me in a hole. I'm being sold into slavery. But he kept his eyes on the Lord. And he continued to do what God wanted him to do. And that's all we can do when we're faced with battles and troubles is to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. And no matter what we're going through, even though it may seem horrible, we have to know that God means all those things for good. What people mean for evil, God means for good. And so same likewise with Jesus Christ. What men meant for evil, God meant for good. And so Jesus Christ willingly offered himself up, the sacrificial lamb. You know, you got to remember that uh, during the uh, Old Testament times, uh, and, and, and even proceeding up to Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, that they um, uh, were sacrificing uh, innocent lambs uh, to the slaughter uh, without blemish to atone for our sins. But it wasn't enough. It was only a temporary atonement for that. It had to be a permanent atonement that can only come through Jesus Christ alone. Jesus Christ wasn't just a mere prophet. He wasn't just a mere teacher, as, as other false religions would have you to think. Even certain cults would have you to think. Uh, you know, and I'm referring to, and I will call it out directly, when, they, when I'm talking about Islam, I'm talking about uh, uh, well, Buddhism, uh, talking about uh, Jehovah's Witness, Mormons. Jesus Christ was indeed the Son of God. He was the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He did what had to be done in order to save our sorry, worthless eyes. Here we are evil, wicked people. We do not deserve this. But out of his great love for us, he gave his life so that we could live. So that's why we can call today Good Friday. This is uh, one of the major cornerstones of our belief system. Without Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, our faith would be would be flat. It would be uh, be worthless. Uh, and if we didn't believe in the virgin birth, the same thing. See, we, it all works together. And so that's why, you know, it's important to understand that not only did Jesus die, but he overcome sin and death, and he rose again on the third day. Did Now, there's some out there who would um, uh, say that uh, in between the, his death and his uh, resurrection that he went to hell. Nothing. He did not go to hell. All right. Uh, there is that false assumption out there. Maybe one day we can get into more detail, but that's going to take me into another area of teaching this morning. Right now, I want to concentrate on Good Friday. So uh, maybe uh, next week we can pick a day and we can uh, uh, expound on that a little in a little more detail as to what uh, what that means. Because it says Hades, but Hades isn't what you uh, think that it means in regards to hell. So. We'll get into it to another time. But anyway, he rose again, all right? And here's the cool thing. Not only did he rise again, but 
he, over 500 people saw Jesus, Jesus at his resurrection. And remember, the New Testament was written within the generation. See, most history isn't recorded until hundreds of years after the events happened. This, or God's word was written within generations of Christ's resurrection. So it had been very easy to discount and say, well, my, you know as well as I do, say, uh, uh, if it happened in, within our, the, our generations that, uh, say, my father or grandfather, uh, and um, it was in, during, within this uh, last century or so, and uh, they, um, uh, they said, well, I saw Jesus uh, rise again. All right, well, uh, my grandfather saw it. My dad might have been there. Well, they could pass that down to me and say, yes, that did happen. If it didn't happen, well, I mean, you know as well as I do, there would be all kinds of stories of people out there saying, yeah, that never happened. Uh, these people, these Christians are a bunch of liars. No different than at that time. They could have easily discounted it and said it didn't happen. Remember, when Jesus, when the, when the stone was removed, remember, it was like, the stone was like at an incline, and, and they, 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 they knocked the chalk out, and the, the stone rolled and sealed uh, that, that cave shut, and they even put a Roman seal around it, uh, to, and it put guards in front of it, to, so that because they worried the disciples would try to steal Christ's body away and try to say that he was resurrected, but the stone was rolled open. It would have, I mean, you're talking about several tons of rock here that would have been, you know, it had been almost impossible for mere human beings to, to roll that out of the way, and particularly with guards there. And guards were not easily swayed because they themselves would have faced torture and, 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 and if they didn't follow orders. And so remember, even the Romans at the time tried to pay people off to say that Jesus didn't rise again. So they tried uh, to buy people off to say that Christ didn't. But he did. See, that's why we always celebrate Good Friday. It's always preceding uh, Easter Sunday. Now, some would argue, well, it wasn't exactly Friday. And, you know, it's, we understand that there's, you know, this may not be exact timelines here, but we get the, the general idea that Jesus Christ died and he rose again on the third day. That's what's important, okay? And so uh, uh, that's why we have to... Uh, understand the significance of what Christ did. And again, going back uh, to today, Good Friday, even though it's the most horrific thing in our, in our world's history, uh, that God himself couldn't even look on his own son because he took on the sins of the world, took on all of our sins, and it was so heinous that his own, his own father cannot look upon him. But uh, that's when uh, Jesus Christ uh, uh, looked up to God and, uh, and he screamed out. And so, you know, that is, um, uh, you know, God's word also said that there would be no bones that were ever broken. And they, they were going around breaking their bones. Why? Because when they were nailed to that cross, they would try to push themselves up to get some air. And they would break those bones in their legs so that they couldn't get that air in their lungs. And so they would, their lungs actually filled with fluid. They would die in their own uh, in their own fluids. But Jesus Christ, when they come to, to break his legs, uh, they saw that he was already dead. And that's why when they pierced his side, that's why they made it a point to write in there that it was with water and blood that come out. So they, they knew that Christ was, was already dead at that time. The reason why I say that, because people try to say, well, he wasn't really dead when they laid him in uh, the tomb. Uh, that he was just severely injured and, and he woke up and walked out. Again, nothing can be further from the truth. Jesus Christ died on that cross for us. And again, some people have a hard time understanding how in the world did Jesus die for me? How did he think about me 2,000 years ago? I'm telling you, 
and you know, like I say, I, I am uh, I love to anything to do with time travel. You can ask my wife, my kids, my dad. I love anything. I don't care if it's Doctor Who. Of course, I don't like the new Doctor Who, but uh, like Back to the Future, H.G. Uh, Wells' Time Machine, uh, Sliders, which that went into other dimensions, not actually time travel. But anyway, uh, you know, anything like that. I'm I'm really into big time. You know, Quantum Leap. In fact, my daughter, I was watching Quantum Leap last night. I love anything to do with time travel, and um, I even liked. Uh, 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 reading, um, um, shoot, <laughs> my mind just went blank on me anyway, you get my point, but time and space collided, I mean, it just imploded at that point in time in history, and Jesus Christ could see into the future, and he could see each and every one of us, he could see me, he could see you, and he did that to save us, because as I was talking about yesterday, God demanded justice, and Jesus Christ Paid that debt. See, it was a debt that we could not pay. You've heard my dad say this. We owed a debt we did not, we could not pay, and Jesus Christ paid a debt he did not owe. He did that for each and every one of us because he loved us that much, and he put himself there in our place to save us. And the grave could not hold him. And he rose again, as I just said, and over 500 witnesses saw him. And he wasn't just a mere spirit. He wasn't just a mere ghost. He even appeared uh, to the disciples and ate with them. You know, I remember doubting Thomas touched his, the scars and his hand he said and Jesus said how much blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe so we know that Jesus Christ was real and tangible and he ascended up into heaven to be with the Father and he didn't leave us alone because when, even though he ascended he sent a helper the Holy Spirit that paracletos that helper to help us each and every day to encourage us to assist us in our spiritual walk each and every day so even though he ascended he didn't leave us alone so although today could be considered a, a tragedy it could be considered called bad Friday but we know it is good Friday because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. So praise God for his atoning work. Praise God for his love for us. And for those who put their trust in Jesus Christ, for those who uh, could profess their sins, confess their sins, and give that over to Jesus Christ, accept Jesus into their hearts and their mind and their soul, and they understand what Jesus Christ done, then you will spend all of eternity in heaven. Once your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it cannot be erased, and you are guaranteed entrance into heaven. So let's praise God for that, that we cannot lose our salvation, and that we uh, that God offers us eternal life. And if you've not done that today, I pray that you will. Let us have a word of prayer. Dearly Father, the Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to save us. Uh, Lord, uh, I pray, thank you for your love was so great that God, that your love was so great that you was willing to send your only son to save us. Lord, thank you so much for all that you do for us each and every day. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for never letting us go. Thank you for never giving up on us. And Lord, thank you for saving us. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose to the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and protect us this day. Watch over us. And Lord, if anyone prayed that prayer, let them know, Lord Jesus, that... Uh, uh, their name is secure in the Lamb's Book of Life. And Lord, let us serve you well each and every day. Lord, ease the fears and the anxiety of so many today with this virus going on and, and worried about their jobs and their families. Uh, Lord, bring healing upon those who are battling different sicknesses. I pray that you'll be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, uh, Ginger Hood, Linda Feathers, and Merv and the Trivet family. And Lord, uh, so many uh, that uh, prayer concerns that I receive daily. Lord, you know the hearts and minds. 
Lord, thank you uh, for our first responders, police officers, our military, our doctors, our nurses. Let them know that they are loved, needed, and appreciated. Lord, thank you for our president. And I pray that you give him discernment and wisdom uh, during this difficult time in our nation's history. And Lord, just pray for protection about him and his family. And Lord, I pray that, uh, that now more than ever, that uh, for those who don't know you, will give their lives to you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always a pleasure and honor. Now, I'll realize that, uh, you know, uh, Saturday and Sundays I don't do uh, devotions uh, because of so much going on, and particularly this weekend uh, with Easter. But we'll pick back up with our devotions on Monday. Uh, don't forget Sunday uh, morning uh, that uh, 7 a.m. Uh, Dad and I will be doing the uh, Easter sunrise service online only. Uh, and then Sunday morning, 10.45 a.m., we'll, we're inviting everyone out for drive-in church, rain or shine, because you'll be in your car, so it don't matter if it's raining or not. And um, uh, 10.45, tune in to 98.5 WTFM, and you can uh, listen to the service right there in your car. You can, Of course, obviously, it's 98.5, so you can listen anywhere, but if you want to come to the church, particularly since it's Easter, you're welcome to do so. And we will still be streaming live on our uh, on Facebook and on our website uh, as well, so you can tune into that. Uh, for those on my um, social media, if you want to uh, uh, share these devotions with friends and family, you might like to watch these. They can find me at Doctor Young seventy seven. If they don't do uh, social media, particularly those watching here on uh, the website, uh, you can find me at Doctor Matthias Young. Uh, that is on YouTube. Subscribe there. You can watch the the uh, devotions each and every day on that. And or if you uh, have uh, want to subscribe on Apple iTunes, free of charge, the Dark Young Chronicles, you can listen to the uh, devotions, uh, past sermons, and Brandy and I, we do our podcast each and every Saturday at 6 o'clock. You can tune into that. We have a great time. So I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. <music>